All right, it is that time of the week as we come to you live from Rivers Casino. Place to be here. Rivers Casino, six restaurants from fine dining to more casual fare. There's always something amazing cooking here at Rivers Casino in Portsmouth. We're in the uh, Vent Rivers Sportsbook till 7 if you want to come on out and uh, join the show. Be free, feel free to do so. All right, one-hit wonders. You know, I thought, hey, this is pretty simple. I could think of five off the top of my head. It can't be that hard. <laughs> then I started really diving into it, James, and I found out there was a lot more that I had forgotten about, and even ones that were in the same Super Bowl, for example. Wow. So let me just get some honorables out of the way. Um, Chris Matthews from the Seattle Seahawks, the guy that was at Foot Locker at one point, then was catching five balls for 109 yards and a touchdown. Sadly, his team lost, so that's why he didn't make it. Uh, how about Dwight Smith? He's the other defensive back who had a couple picks for the Buccaneers in their Super Bowl 37 win over the Raiders. He didn't get the MVP. Dexter Jackson did it, although Smith took back two of his uh, interceptions for touchdowns, but didn't win MVP. He's the guy who went on to say he thinks the Super Bowls are rigged. And uh, I just think Super Bowl, I think everybody was at the buffet line in the second half, and they just put their votes in early. <laughs> so uh, those are a couple uh, honorable mentions. I'll get to some more later. I don't want to give away all the good stuff for everyone. But my number five is a guy who has a very ordinary name but made a very more than ordinary play, Mike Jones, Rams linebacker. He tackled Kevin Dyson on the one-yard line of the last play of the game. He was really just he wasn't London Fletcher, who was the stud on that defense. Uh-huh. He had three tackles prior in that game, but he did make the play of the night to seal it for the Rams. So I got Mike Jones as a one-hit wonder from the St. Louis Rams at that time. All righty. I've got honorable mentions for Malcolm Smith, the linebacker from the Seahawks that we mentioned yeah. earlier, who's just kind of one of those random defensive MVPs of a Super Bowl. I also had, and I don't know if you'll have on your list or not. I'll have to wait and see. Okay. I've got Nick Foles as an honorable mention on my list because, you know, for obvious reasons. But at number five, I went with a guy that will never be remembered for anything else. And that is David Tyree, the guy that made the (laughs) helmet catch in Super Bowl 42, who is now the scourge of the existence of Rodney Harrison for the rest of his life. That is the one play that he ever really made in his entire career. As a matter of fact, in that entire postseason in 2007, he had four catches. Four. And there you go, one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history. So, yeah, I've got David Tyree of the Giants at number five. All right. I've got – this is painful to do because, you know, oh, I hate to relive this Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl eighteen. Jack Squirek from the Raiders. Rocket screen. <laughs> Joe Gibbs, what were you thinking? Just take the knee. Get it at halftime. You guys are getting bludgeoned in the first half. From his own five rocket screen, are you serious? That late in the half throws the pick six, five-yard interception return for a touchdown, and is 21-3 to at halftime. And the Redskins have no shot at repeating as champions. It was such a horrific, frustrating Super Bowl. But, yeah, the Jack Squirek play, I don't know who to be more ticked off at. Theisman for throwing it. Gibbs for calling it from the sideline. The two of them still blame one another to this day, which I really do appreciate. But, again, it was just the most awful Super Bowl ever. And Jack Squirek, a reserve linebacker for the Raiders. I mean, they had some famous defensive players in the team. Jack Squirek was not one of them. Uh, So, anyway, he's our number four. All right, so my number four, you want to talk about one of the worst Super Bowls ever. I, I will see Super Bowl thirty. As one of those, and I have got your guy Larry Brown from the Cowboys oh, yeah. at number four because I now he had the two second half picks. He ends up being the MVP of that Super Bowl, and you know again that's maybe a little bit questionable. But at the same time, then you go on to look at his career, 
after that, it was a dumpster fire. He ends up getting demoted and suspended when he was a Raider. He signed a big free agent contract with them, which is, you know, if we ever do a what's your rank biggest free agent busts, he might actually be on that list as well. But, yeah, he had the one good game in the Super Bowl, and he was just kind of okay in the rest of his career. So, I mean, I don't know too many people would remember that Larry Allen was, Larry Brown, excuse me, was the Super Bowl MVP of that particular game. But, yeah, he's my number four. All right, uh, number three, you mentioned him earlier as an honorable mention. I got Malcolm Smith. I mean, I didn't realize how much of a nobody he was uh, prior and after. <laughs> I mean, Super Bowl forty-eight MVP. I mean, this game was over at halftime. You watch, after you watch Bruno Mars, you're going to put yourself to bed. Uh, but they just destroyed Peyton Manning, and the Broncos did the uh, Seahawks in this game. He had an interception return for a touchdown and a fumble recovery as well. Malcolm Smith, though, the next year when the Seahawks, of course, lost in the Super Bowl, uh, didn't even start. Didn't, was a reserve player. He barely played the next year. I think shortly thereafter was no longer on the Seahawks. So this was Malcolm Smith's one bright and shining moment in Seattle, and he picked a great time to do it. All right, for number three, I, d- I dug a little bit deep for this one, or maybe I didn't. Super Bowl 52. How about Trey Burton? And you're thinking, who in right. the world is Trey Burton, and good why one. is he on the list? He's the guy that threw the Philly special to Nick Foles. That's he was right. the guy that threw the That's pass, right. one call. of the most famous plays in NFL history. Excellent. So, and, and after that, I mean, even before that, really, there was nothing to speak of as far as Trey Burton. I mean, he, go, he went on to play for the, for the Bears a little bit after that. He, he had a cup of coffee with the Indianapolis Colts and just never really was able to latch on and, and do anything at nearly as significant for the rest of his career, even though he signed a huge contract with the Bears following that play. But, yeah, so I've got Trey Burton at number three. All right, so Trey Burton, you got it three. All right, down to number two. I got, I think he was your number five or four, David Tyree. I mean, that that helmet catch (laughs) still haunts Patriot fans in that Super Bowl, as it should. Again, as you said, Rodney Harrison all over him is a third and five. I mean, if they don't make that play, and Eli just kind of throws it up there, his ball was like dying, and then Tyree makes the ridiculous catch. And did little to nothing after that in his entire career. But that, that play is still, you know, shown over and over and over again. But the David Tyree, um, yeah, he is definitely a one-hit wonder. He's at number two on my list. So at number two, and I, maybe it pains me to do this, maybe it doesn't. But do th- it. this is one that we've talked about a couple of times, and that is Timmy Smith. <laughs> Super Bowl twenty two. you set the Super Bowl rushing record at the time. Basically, I don't know if I remember correctly, that was his first career start. First Never mind start. anything else. So first career start, all you do is you go out there and set the Super Bowl record for rushing yards. And then after that, I mean, he, he was, you know, showed up in camp and didn't make coaches very happy and then just kind of never really latched on anywhere else. I think he had a cup of coffee in the CFL uh, not too long after that. So it's just kind of a, you want to talk about a one-hit wonder personified. Timmy Smith really kind of was that. So I've got him at number two on my list. That's why he's my number one. Timmy Smith, I mean, again, <laughs> out of the league like a couple years later, you know, he had drug and alcohol issues. I mean, and it was wild as he wasn't even supposed to start. George Rogers was the starting back. George Rogers was beat up. George also had his own issues. But Timmy Smith came in there, and if look, you if it's any other game, he's the MVP. I mean, he had an MVP performance, 204 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but Doug Williams, 
you know, hello. I mean, that second quarter alone and that 42 shellacking, 42-10 shellacking of the uh, Denver Broncos. Timmy Smith, it's just the craziest one because, again, there's guys, I mean, at least they had some sort of career afterwards. I mean, Larry Brown, like, had, you know, five interceptions, five interceptions a year before he was the MVP. Uh, you know, Dexter Jackson, these other guys, they went on to play for a while. But, I mean, Timmy Smith literally just disappeared, like, a year after the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, he is my number one with the Super Bowl 22 performance and the Washington Redskins win. I went, with, I went a different way for my number one, and I think it was because of the expectations he had in his career and the fact that this is pretty much the thing in his NFL career that he's remembered for, and that is Desmond Howard <laughs> is my number one. Super <laughs> Bowl 31. Yes. He was the yes. man in a game yeah. where Brett Favre should have been the man. Yeah. But no, it was Desmond Howard who no had doubt. 244 all-purpose yards in the Super yep. Bowl. He had 90 punt return yards, 154 kickoff return yards. He had the one touchdown in that game. Super Bowl record. Of course, he was drafted by the Redskins. You know, he was supposed to be another one of those oh. second-coming right. type picks. Had, After had, the Super Bowl year. Yeah, and had one decent year in yeah. Washington where he had about, I think it was 727 yards, but only 40 catches that year. Never really as a pro, as a receiver anyway. He had another good year. With the, with the Raiders where he had a decent special teams career, but a guy that was supposed to be the next big star of the NFL, period, and just never quite got there, but he's always going to be remembered for that one good game with the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, I got Desmond Howard as my numero uno. Yes, no, that's a good one. I, I thought about it, but I, in a past there was bigger ones. But, yeah, that 92 draft, man, they thought, I believe the phrase Joe Gibbs used, sit down for this one, no holes. Yeah. Dude couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. I've yeah. heard from people that were there. They knew from day one he was going to be a bust as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Heck of a returner. Uh, not much of a receiver in the NFL. All right. Uh, have at it. 757 The Valley Hoos phone line. Uh, the text line as well. Uh, one-hit wonders, Super Bowl fame. I got a few other ones that did not make my honorable mention that I had. Like, you got to go back in the Wayback Machine for that I'll get to. And also a very interesting story about Dexter Jackson. I'm going to test Richie Somerville's Steeler knowledge on this one Ooh. coming up. Uh, Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Laws. We come to you live from Rivers uh, Casino here at the Bet River Sportsbook on 94.1 uh, Priority Radio. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we are brought to you by Larry King Law here on the Super Tailgate uh, broadcast tour as we come to you live from Rivers Casino right here in the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, here at Rivers Casino, you can play blackjack, craps, relay against live dealers or play electronic table games. With the new low bet minimums, get real at Rivers Casino in Portsmouth. All right. Uh, text line on What's Your Rank Wednesday, 757-687-9494, on the um, one-hit wonders in Super Bowls. Uh, I'm seeing some good ones here. Uh, I knew we'd get one of these. Janet Jackson was a one-hit wonder at the Super Bowl. <laughs> We, will, might, we might do something about memorable Super Bowl halftimes later this yeah, week, and I think yeah. she might register. Uh, how about Malcolm Butler? Yeah, that's a good one. Memorable in two Super Bowls, really. Uh, one hit wonder, and then the second Super Bowl that he didn't get to play in. Uh, we would have been spared the Nick Foles and the Philly special, potentially. Unbelievable. 
Tyler says, honorable mention, Juju Smith-Schuster. He had uh, one good year or two in Pittsburgh, signed with the Chiefs, did nothing there except get held uh, to save some money for the misery the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. His career is completely dead now. Wow. <laughs> well, he went to the Patriots, right? Pauly says Justin Timberlake was the one-hit wonder with the Janet Jackson malfunction. Board, yeah, board you, could go, malfunction. you could go either way Yeah, on that. you could go either way on that. Uh, I see that. Um, how about 804's Max McGee? He has to make the list. Man was hung over at Super Bowl one. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a fun fact right there. That's, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I had a Super Bowl, early Super Bowl ones as well to, uh, to get. Um, so here, here's a couple of them here. I'm get Richie. Richie, remember this guy. R- Richie, you remember who Reggie Harrison was? Oh, boy, Reggie Harrison. The name rings a bell, but I'm not, Steelers. Tuning, I'm not tuning in. I know he played for the Steelers, but I'm not tuning yeah. in college or, or era. Yeah, so Super Bowl ten, he okay. had the block punt that oh. ended up being a safety yes. that helped the Steelers rally to beat the Cowboys in that game, 21-17. But, uh, you know, he was one of these guys who you know is kind of a backup, whatever, but makes the big play on special teams. And here's the other thing I fell into on the Steeler rabbit hole today. Did you know, remember Dexter Jackson, Buccaneers MVP, right? The two picks. Yes. Did you know that he, he stiffed the Steelers in free agency the next offseason? Do you remember this? Um, they had a deal with him, and then he ended up stiffing him. And uh, I believe he went to the Raiders, if I have that correct. And um, the, the more interesting part of all this is the Steelers then had to go to a plan B after Dexter Jackson. I think you know, I that who was plan a B was. I bet it was, was it James Ferrier. No, it was Troy Palamalu. Wow. <laughs> wow. Talk about the best plans sometimes are the ones that don't work out perfectly. I mean, you went for this guy who, again, cashed his chips as a, you know, look, he had a great – no, it was the Bengals. I'm sorry. He, so he stiffed the Steelers, went to the Bengals. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember which, him with Cincinnati. I don't remember yeah. him exactly being a Steeler target, but, I mean, he may have yeah. been. I just uh, just doesn't yeah. register. But how crappy is that? And they ended up nailing it, uh, obviously, much better because uh, he ended up – they get Palomalo. They, they, they drafted Palomalo. By the way, back to the yeah. Max McGee story, he yeah. did not expect to play in Super Bowl One. He was at the end of his career. And he oh, only played in a few that's games. that's why he was hung over. Okay, yeah, he had okay. a really good – yeah, that's the thing. He broke curfew, went out, got drunk. All right. Told Boyd Dowler, the starting wide receiver, hey, I hope you don't get hurt. I'm not going to be able to go. <laughs> Referring to the hangover, <laughs> Dowler separated his shoulder. And then McGee did not even bring his helmet out of the locker room. He had to borrow somebody's helmet wow. to get into the game. That's so funny. And then he made one of the most spectacular behind-the-back one-handed catches to lead off the scoring in Super Bowl history. That's crazy. That is awesome. So, okay, here, let me get the – all right. So, it was two stints for Dexter Jackson with the Bucks After the Super Bowl MVP, he was, again, supposed to go to the Steelers in a verbal agreement. However, he backed out at the last minute and signed with the Cardinals. So he went to the Cardinals for just one year. He was so bad in Arizona, they got rid of him after one year. Steelers, again, went to plan B and drafted Troy Palomalo. So pretty good plan B. Uh, then Jackson, after you know the one and done with the Cardinals, went back to the box and then with the Bengals for the final uh, three seasons of his NFL career. And he did a year with the Florida Tuskers, which was that United Football League thing. Mm-hmm. The old Florida Tuskers. I believe it was um, Jim Hazlitt coached, might have coached the Tuskers. Memory serves. All right, um, John and Hampton says, uh, as far as one-hit wonders, how about yeah, David Tyree? Yes, we both had David Tyree. I, well, I had him on the list. Did you have David Tyree? I, I had him. I'm I had him at two. number five, I believe. Yeah, yeah I had him at five. two. Uh, James had him at five. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, there, there's actually a, it wasn't a one hit wonder for Janet Jackson. It was something else. Yeah, I, I get it. That's yeah, good. That's I got one. it. Seven five seven. That's, that's good. That's a good one. All right, let's get this Stan in Chesapeake on that note uh, via the Ballyhoo's uh, phone line. What's up, Stan? Hey, on my way home. So I don't know if you've already mentioned it. Um, a local, <laughs> a local homie, um, Amos Lawrence. He followed the opening kickoff for the Niners. Wow. So that was the one oh, hit, wow. which wasn't a good hit, is what you're saying. Which which Super Bowl was that? Ah, uh, gosh, I can't remember now. I'm sorry. Well, they won the, because they like they only lost one Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, it couldn't have been no, that no, no, bad. They won. No, yeah, they, they won. won. Right, they right. Won. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, all right. Thanks for the call. Uh, good, good one there. Good memory. Um, but no, I mean they, yeah, they were Super Bowl champions every single time. So Super Bowl 16 is what he's referring to. Against Cincinnati, I believe that was the Cincinnati, uh, the first Cincinnati, because there was two of them. That game, by the way, Dan Ross had a really big game in a loss for Cincinnati. It was kind of a one-hit wonder situation as well. That was another another one I came up with that did not make my list. Um, I did have Malcolm Butler as a honorable. Well, I was thinking about putting him in honorable mention as well, but he did kind of have some good. Uh, he had some good years, so. With yeah. the Patriots, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to put him on there. But he was more infamous for the Super Bowl he didn't play in. Because, again, that got us Nick Foles. Right. Thanks a lot. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Belichick. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to Bill, uh, the Cleveland guy. What's up, Bill? Hey, I've got two here for you. I get off the route here real quick. Some oldies with goodies. They got okay. a little bit of mold on them. Jim O'Brien, Super Bowl five, kicked the game-winning field goal in what was more commonly known as the Blunder Bowl because that game had 11 turnovers, seven by the Colts, oh. by the Cowboys. Uh, he was mm. paid it after that in the next few years. And then Timmy Smith with the Redskins yes. in 1987. Those, those he was number one. Out there for yeah, I had him number one. James had him at two. So, we, yeah, we, we had the Timmy Smith one. That was That's still, uh, you know, crazy because, again, there was nothing else in his career. Um, what about? Do you remember Bill Miller of the Raiders in Super Bowl two? They lost, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. And I think he had one other game in his entire life that he had more than a touchdown in. So, he, that, you know, he's playing wow. behind Bolitnikoff and, and Branch, who were studs. But uh, he had a huge game for the Raiders, even though they did not win the game against the legendary Packers. That game went in field goal and then took with the blunder ball. Then he kind of faded into obscurity. He was traded to the Lions, I think, before the 73 season. He just disappeared from football. I think he's still living because he – he interviewed with somebody at the Baltimore radio station or, or newspaper about the upcoming championship game in Baltimore, which is the first one in 50 years. But, right. Uh, that, was, that happened for one, one shot for him. Good stuff. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff, Bill. Good memory. Um, I would have probably had, again, had the Seahawks not blown the game against the Patriots. I mean, Chris Matthews was a crazy story because, again, they kept bringing up this guy was at Foot Locker, you know, at the beginning of the year working there or whatever. He was, I don't know if he actually worked at Foot Locker. He was trying to work at Foot Locker. <laughs> but it just grows so big. You know, like the story got bigger and bigger. Right. But he had like nine catches or something before that, and they had that amazing Super Bowl uh, just out of nowhere for uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And then, of course, they – couldn't finish the job. Uh, 757 says, how about Plaxico Burris? Well, what about no, Plaxico Burris was not a one hit. He had a good career. Yeah, though. No, That's he had why a good I career. Nah, 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 nah. Plaxico had a career. No, nah, I, I wouldn't go there. Um, yes, somebody did Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. Yes, we did. Pittsburgh Ross just heard that. Yes, Malcolm Butler again. Um, very significant. Here's the reason why I left Foles off, too. Because Foles, doesn't he have like an NFL record with a uh, – 
with a game like a seven touchdown pass game or something as well. Like he's got some, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some, yeah. so he's got some number. Like Foles has a little bit of something, something. Uh, now again, as we discussed when we were doing um, most overrated or worst winning quarterbacks, yes, because he couldn't keep a starting job. I think you put him in that list, worst like winning oh, yeah. Super Bowl winning quarterback list, right? He he could definitely think that, but I think I feel like Foles he had a little bit he had a little bit of a career. Even though it's not been a great one. See, that's why it was honorable mention. Right, right, right. That's because, why I just kind of teeter the line with Foles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but the Philly special, that's a great pull. The Trey Burton. You know who else was kind of a one hit from that game? Was a kid, Clement, number 30, the running back. Oh, yeah. He had a really good game for the Eagles. And they have that, you know, there's that weird committee. And it always ends up with Gainwell up front. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> somehow it's always right. Gainwell. Let's make the least talented guy our future back. But anyway, um, that guy, Clement, he just kind of disappeared. And he was supposed like after that Super Bowl, everybody's like, "Oh man, he's going to be you know like he's going to be their future back or their or their lead one of their lead backs moving forward." It just never happened. But yeah, he was frustrating. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, Corey Clement. I don't know where he is now. Um, what what happened to him? But man, he just he was good that year and that stretch. But then, yeah. Oh, here it is right here on Google. What happened to Corey Clement? He was cut from the Cardinals practice squad. Um, <laughs> well, then how about that? that? Okay. That's crazy, because I thought he was, like, on his way. But I guess we thought the same thing about a lot of these other guys, like Timmy Smith. And look uh-huh. where that, well, look where that ended uh-huh. up. All right, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. Uh, did the guy mean Plaxico was a one-shot wonder? Ba-dum-bum. Oh, oh, Jeremy. Oh. That hurts. Ba-dum-bum. That Literally hurts. hurt. Um, Archie in Norfolk says, what about Scott Norwood? <laughs> Infamous. That would be a one miss wonder, uh, I think, is what you're looking for there. All right, uh, man, leave the Duke alone. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We'll get to uh, more of these one hit wonders from Super Bowls past uh, as well. And yeah, somebody else with the, the Plaxico joke. <laughs> Everybody's got Plaxico jokes. Stop it. All right, coming up, we'll get to those and. Uh, before we do that, though, James Witham's got your sports center. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. All right, tailgate tour continues here. Brought to you by Larry King Law. We are today at uh, Rivers Casino and the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, where you can catch all the live action on the biggest screens around. It's Hampton Roads' ultimate spot to watch, wager, and win. Uh, we'll get into some of the big game bets from the uh, folks at Rivers numbers uh, coming up here uh, at the top of the hour. Um, if you can join us, we're here till 7 tonight. Our guy Jimmy in the house, Chiefs, Chiefs gear and all. He's serious about it. He's Apparently si- Friday is Red Friday. Is Red Friday? Did okay. not know that. I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, somebody's saying Jake DeLome is one of the one-hit wonders. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, Jake no. DeLome had some good years. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't win, by the way. That that one, hit. they lost in the Super Bowl that year. But they, um, that was his best year for sure. But I, I don't, I don't know if I would say that was a one-hit because he had a couple seasons that he was that pretty was a good. tight one too. Yeah, the year before he had a really good year too. But anyway, but that was his best season statistically. Was that Super Bowl season '05? Um, although he came back, can you remember he had like an elbow injury, and then he played in 2008, and they were a 12 and 4 team of that season as well. So, and he was the AP Co. like player of the year, I, I want to say. So he had he had Jake DeLome had a little bit more than just the one, I would say. Um, but again, keep him coming. One hit wonders from Super Bowl fame: seven five seven six eight seven ninety four. 
uh, 94. Uh, Steve Weisberg says, the guy in Dallas that had the Super Bowl uh, MVP, yes, Larry Brown. Uh, he ended up leaving via free agency to the Raiders. Like, anybody who wants to go get overpaid after a Super Bowl, you would go to the Raiders. Like, that just seemed like the, the, the obvious thing to do. Somebody Most s- of the guys on my list did that. <laughs> Somebody said Icky Woods. I don't know. Uh, Icky Woods was more than just in a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's still doing the Icky Shuffle on TV for commercials. But, I mean, he didn't have much. I mean, he had, um, you know, a career of 1,500 yards. Uh, but he, you know, in a couple of really big years. Yeah, see, because that, that, he had but, a big year, I should say, his, his rookie season. I, w- I was thinking of him more than the. But I guess that was, was that the Super Bowl year. Was that? I don't even know if that was the Super Bowl year for them. Yeah, that would have been their Super Bowl year. So that was his one big year. Yeah, he didn't do a whole heck of a lot after that. But they didn't even win the Super Bowl. That's the problem, poor guy. Yeah, they lost to the stinking Niners, who always beat him. What about Fast Willie Parker? Wow, that's a that's a blast from past. Uh, again, Steelers I don't thing. know. He had some good years though yeah. with the Steelers. For for me, it was and more I thought the he criteria. went to the Chiefs too, right? Did Willie Parker play with the Chiefs at some point? Well, he was a Redskin for a cup of coffee. Oh, too, that's right, that. with Shanahan, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Didn't play much because he could rehab every running back. Now it was when, Pittsburgh. Now it was all Pittsburgh, and then it was the, like the Redskins. I don't think he made the final roster. He didn't because Ryan yeah. Terrain kicked his butt. Yeah. Now the Willie Parker had three thousand yard plus seasons when that meant something. Yeah, that's something. why he doesn't qualify. Yeah. No, he's 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 more than just a a one hit wonder. Desmond Howard, yes. Dion Branch. I wouldn't say it was a one-hit wonder because he had years leading up to that, right? And that's why I left yeah. him off, yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah. He, that Super Bowl was his height, and then he went to Seattle, right? After that, when the free agency, right, with the, I, with the Patriots. I think it yeah. was. Or was Yeah, it, it seemed like it was Seattle. Yeah. So you had Howard as your number one, right? Yes. Yeah, that was good. Timmy Smith is my number one, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I could have swapped either one of those. Right. I was, there was no wrong answer there. Somebody saying, what about uh, Cam Newton? Nah. I mean, he was MVP. rookie of the year, and then he, he was MVP. MVP. I mean, you know, again, the, the term one is not like for a full season. And I mean, that would even be stretching it if you were giving it to the full season. I mean, a 10-year NFL career, and again, a three-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, no. Now we're stretching the lines just a little bit. But no doubt his best year was that 2015 season. I mean, that was actually his worst game, too. Yeah. If you remember the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. He was the one. He was stared at the ball. He was just laying on the turf and gave out like a half, you know what, effort to try to pick up the fumble. And he got crucified after that Super Bowl. And he was. He's he walked having, out. Remember, yeah, he was walked out of his press conference. I mean, that was really. Because he was good time Cam up to that point. He was like always, eh, we love Cam. He's great. He's got a personality. And he just soured. I mean, he really was sour after that. That but, was the beginning of the but end. But that yeah. was bad. I mean, it was, as they like to say, that's a bad look. But it really was. I mean, the ball's there. It's your, your season's on the line. Yep. You're in the Super Bowl. How many times are you going to get back? Obviously, none after that. Mm-hmm. And he just wa- stood there and watched. I mean, that was, that was rough. And then, again, the, the reaction after the game really wasn't super either. And, you know, he had a couple really good seasons still in Carolina after that, but never to the level. I mean, the Super Bowl season was tremendous. And plus, you know, before that he was Rookie of the Year, was a pro bowler, you know, so it wasn't like he just suddenly showed up on Super Sunday right. a la Chris Matthews or, um, you know, Timmy Smith. You know, that's, that's like more of a, the one-hit variety. Or Malcolm Smith even from the Seahawks who we never heard from again, right? Uh, all right, 757-687-9494. What about Tracy Porter? I don't know. 
that's another one of those where I feel like he didn't I have like an like amazing he, career, but yeah. he had he I had. I feel a like he good did years. more than just the Super Bowl. Yeah, I feel like it, but maybe um maybe that would be maybe that would have to. We'll get to the research department on Tracy Porter. I'm not I'm not thousand percent sure on that, but feels like he hung around for a long time. Looking at it, and yeah, I mean he, pl- he had a longish career. And yeah, I mean, never was a big interception guy though, so maybe I could I could see that. So yeah, the one in the big interceptions, I think that's a good one actually. Two thousand nine, Tracy Porter, that is acceptable. All right, we could do four that. four interceptions this season, but again, two in the Super Bowl uh, and that one for a touchdown. So yes, or I don't know if it was two in the Super Bowl, but two in that postseason, and then obviously the one in the Super Bowl for the return. All right, acceptable. Uh, the other guy I thought it was Dominic Rhodes from the uh, Colts. That's not bad. He had over 100 That's yards in that Super Bowl, and obviously, um, you know, was uh, was a lot of you know a lot of stuff going on there. With um, in that game was that that was a rainy game. It was really kind of an ugly football game against the Bears that, for the, the Colts to win it. But I thought Dominic Rhodes, like I don't remember him doing a whole heck of a lot besides that Super Bowl. So I would have kind of thrown him into that category too. And it was kind of an unlikely – he was not a likely hero from that football game either. So that, that's one I would have probably um, – I had considered it, but he didn't make it. Because, I mean, looking at his career, you know, outside of his rookie season where he had 1,100 yards, he did next to nothing. And on that team, he wasn't even a big part of their offense at that point. Um, 757-687-9494. Somebody said, how about Trent Dilfer? <laughs> wow. but, I mean, the Ravens wouldn't even vote for Trent Dilfer. Because no, he wasn't so. even a hit in the Super Bowl when you think about it. I mean, he was just blah. He was a pick and a TD. Yes, Larry Brown is the Cowboys corner that everybody's trying to think of. Yeah, I'm but had, like had, a, him, had him on Yeah, there. He's, on the, he's on the – he has made the list. He has rated. Uh, another one says, um, what about um, Rex Grossman? I didn't get to hear the list, so I'm sorry if you got that one. Yeah, but uh, Rex, they lost. But they yeah, lost. They yeah, lost. So it, it wasn't even it, a hit. You it, know it, what I mean? Yeah. Rex Rex yeah. wasn't Rex wasn't huge in that game. No, he wasn't. All right, here here's one for you that I just dug up. Okay, it, go it, ahead. Just, it just popped into my head. How about John Carney? The guy that did the onside kick for the Saints yes. against the Colts in that Super Bowl, that the surprise. He was a Chargers attack. kicker though, right? He was a pretty good kicker for a while, I want to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, John Carney, the onside kick, that's a pretty big feat, right? But, yes, yeah, Super Bowl uh, one-hit wonders. Uh, another vote for Jim O'Brien was the one-kick wonder. <laughs> That's a good one from Dan in Virginia Beach. Good Not one. Bad. Yeah, we had that. Or Bill uh, brought that one up, too. All right, I think we might have hit the end of the list. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but we're pretty close. All right, 757-687-9494. Keep them coming. I want to talk about Nick Saban. I'm excited about this. I might be the only person in yeah. America that doesn't like Alabama uh, football um, that is excited about this. I mean, I don't, it's not they dislike Alabama football. I'm just not a – I'm not like a tide head. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm not like a tide head. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, I've got no SEC allegiance per se, but I do enjoy me some Nick Saban on TV. And uh, anyway, there's a story out that he's going to be on it a lot here in the fall, which I'm excited about. We'll get to that next here. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. You are listening to the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The uh, Super Tailgate Tour broadcast continue today, brought to you by Larry King Law. We're here at Rivers Casino. Uh, you can play blackjack, craps, relay against live dealers or play electronic table games here at Rivers Casino with a new lower bet minimums. 
you can get uh, real at Rivers Casino here in Portsmouth. We are over on the sportsbook side at the uh, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, we'll be here till 7. Uh, who says we were out of good ideas? Somebody just texted us in for the 757. I don't know his name because he didn't give it to me. Or a lady. Uh, but Damian Williams of the Chiefs. I can't believe Jimmy didn't bring that to us, our Chiefs fan. 17 carries, 104 yards, and the 38-yard touchdown in the 31-20 win against the 49ers of 2019. So that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a winner. I like it. Yeah, that was, that was really – and he probably should have been MVP. Yeah, but, you know, they got to give it to the quarterback, right? I mean, yep, they got to yep. give it to the quarterback. Uh, another David Tyreno. Sorry, late to the show. That's okay. Uh, we don't, you know, we would prefer you to listen to all four hours, but I get it. Some people have jobs and get in the That's way. That's what the I'm podcast sh- is for, too, you know. Thinking jobs, get in the Just way go, of these you things. Can go back and listen to it on the, yeah. on the podcast page. Yeah. That was um, Trevor. Trevor, nicely done. Shout it out, baby. Uh, good job, Trevor. Trevor in the 757 coming through with the uh, Damian Williams. All right, let's get to this story. Uh, Nick Saban, according to uh, ESPN, I think they would know since it's their network, is going to go work for College Game Day. Uh, not a huge surprise. I think it's been rumored for a while. We've seen him sit on the set before on off weeks and been very comfortable at it. There was some thought for a while, uh, I think I shared this story a few weeks ago, that someone in the Saban, well, we thought they were in the Saban camp. I don't think they were too bright. Uh, <laughs> said they thought that Nick Saban would prefer to do game coverage. Well, clearly they didn't know Nick Saban. No. Because um, he's going to be on the game day set, work primarily as an analyst primarily as an analyst on the set, so maybe the ability to be moved, who maybe. knows, but also will appear on the NFL draft, which would be helpful since all the players he tends to coach in, a, in the draft, and SEC media day coverage as well. Wow. So that would be like on the SEC network. For people that are really into their SEC football. I mean, that's like media day stuff. Is really, you're going to really love it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> next level for sure. I had to go to an SEC media days many, many years ago when I was working in Florida. And um, my, my, all I can think of is Jackie Sherrill going through the three deep uh, and how exciting that was. Wow. And I'm saying that very sarcastically. Wow. Yeah. It, you know, it sounds really cool, you know, and it, and it can be when Steve Spurrier's up there cracking jokes and people like that. And then. Then you have to sit through Jackie Sherrill. So, I mean, then there's, then there's the other side of it. Um, so, anyway, I, I think Saban will be really good at this. And I actually think his friend, and I know people think I'm insane for saying this, Bill Belichick would be excellent at this if he cared to do it. But I don't think he will care to do it because I do think he wants to get back into coaching again. Well, Belichick did do game day during Army-Navy. True. He did. I, I don't think college. I, think, I mean, in the NFL. Like, he was on. Oh, yeah. One of the, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if he's, you know, in the, in the booth would probably be – Weird for him to, you know, kind of be critiquing his, his uh, counterparts, what have you, during the game and kind of breaking it down that way. But he'd be great at it if you want to do it. You know, we, we had floated the idea of the coach's podcast in-game thing, like against, the, against Eli and Peyton, you know, have Saban and, and Belichick doing similar type of thing. Would be really good in their respective basements as well. But, but who knows? Maybe there is a, is a role somewhere for Belichick and all this too. But, I mean, Saban's really, I mean, he's very into it. He's very well prepared. He's, you know, as you would expect. I mean, that's who he is. I, I think this would be good for them. I, I would be fascinated, though, if maybe they would stick him into maybe the national championship rounds, right? The playoff rounds yeah, yeah. with the bigger games with could him. Be. He could snit, slide in there with Herb Street and Fowler. And be the third guy in those situations for the bigger games. Because it does kind of leave it open-ended the way Schefter has written this tweet, right, um, saying that Saban will work primarily as an analyst in the game day set 
uh, but also that draft and the SEC media coverage. So seems like it could be an open-ended situation, but we'll see. But it's a good start. I mean, he's the most accomplished college coach of our recent decades. I mean, what would you not want to hear that he has to say? Kind of thought that they might go that route, actually. I, th- I thought that, that I, you, you know, Saban wasn't yeah. going to stay gone forever. I kind of thought if it was going to be anywhere, it would be game day. What I wonder now, though, does this mean that they can finally tell Lee Corso, you know, you can, you can retire now? <sighs> I, you know, I, this is a very touchy thing, clearly. I mean, he's not all there anymore. So, yeah. it's in, again, as you pointed out earlier, it was almost like, you know, they were holding him up. I mean, it was like Herb Street's like holding him up there, you know, during this. It was weird, right, this year. And it really was noticeable this season that um, he's not completely And you, and you love with him. It. You yeah. Know, you, and, still, and look, you still you love him. But you at love the same time, it's like, right. can we yeah. let this guy go home and, yeah. and, and like, just relax? The only thing I could kind of equate it to was um, – was remember Frank Gifford was on Monday Night Football for a long time, and then they started moving him into like a pregame role or yeah, a halftime yeah. thing, and it's just it's just like uh, what are we doing here? It's you know it's just time to go. You know it just it sucks. I mean you know knock on wood that I get old enough to do this long enough that people say you get him off the air. He's freaking losing his mind. <laughs> no. I mean they say that now. <laughs> no they say that now, and I'm you know not quite that old. So, but yeah, it's it's definitely uncomfortable uh, at times. And I mean I don't think Nick though. Will put a mascot head on. No, um. <laughs> no, he definitely won't do that. Nick's not putting anybody's mascot head on. Sure as hell not putting on, uh, a, you know, the bulldog hat at any, uh, you know, head at any point uh, during the season. But it will be uh, it'll be interesting to see how he uh, gets into this and how um, and how he's received in some towns. I mean, some places he's you know been a nightmare for a lot of these teams. Yeah, if he actually does go on the road. Now that, here's the other thing. You can be on the game day set, quote, quote, and not actually be at the game day. Like, they could have him zoomed in from his very palatial house. That's you know? also possible. There, there, there's a chance that they could do that You're kind of thing. You're not wrong about that. So I'll be interested if he's actually on site every week. I just didn't, don't know if um, he's going to be into that or not. But anyway, we'll find out. All right, 757-687-9494. Keep the um, text coming if you got one-hit wonders. Uh, throughout Super Bowl. Somebody asked him, mentioned, uh, how about Ricky Manning Jr. of Carolina, Super Bowl 38? Wow. That's a good that's a I mean, that, that's, I'm going to have to. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm going to have to go into yeah. the Google machine for this You're going to have to Google machine that for us. Uh, but I'm not sure if he was if he had a career outside of that Super Bowl, the Super Bowl 38. But uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll look into it uh, for you. But, yes, could be, could be a contender, potentially. But, it, you know, again, his team lost, so – could have been that big of a hit because they didn't win the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did play – you know, he did play in, what, seven seasons, six, he seven seasons. He played for the Virginia Destroyers. Oh, wait a minute. I did Get not out. know this. Yeah, the Virginia Destroyers. That's good. Wow. Yeah, he had a great playoff that year, no doubt. Um, but they also were back in the playoffs two other seasons where he made – he had an interception as well. So, right. borderline. I would say borderline. I mean, career stats, I could see where you'd go there. Yeah. Because his career stats aren't super impressive. All right, let's get to the big game bet coming up. Brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Visit HighNoonSpirits.com to find it near you. We'll go through some of the lines here at Bet Rivers that they have for the Super Bowl this week. Uh, some of the prop bets they have in addition to, obviously, the line, which they have currently as uh, the 49ers by two uh, at this point. So we'll get to that coming up next. Scott Jackson Show, final hour straight ahead of Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law, James Withams. 
Catch your Sports Center.